because it's what the podcast. Yeah. The it's pod what, dog. It's what the pod. Noodle <laughs> just crashed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our cats were behind us just now, and now one of our cats, Noodle, just scratched Dylan. Because okay, because like look back real quick, because I don't want to get attacked again. Oh okay. I had my hand like this. Okay. I've teased these ones again, and she climbed like she jumped up. Oh gosh, so my cat's behind the couch, jumping up and swiping at Dylan's hand, resting on the top of the couch. Oh, man, that was good. Okay, but what I was saying before the cat interrupted. <laughs> the podcat. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody, and... This is the first episode of Season 3, and today I will be talking to special guests Kristen, my significant other, and Dylan, my significant other's brother, my SOB. We will catch up on what we've been watching, explore the newest Marvel series Moon Knight, and we'll rank all the MCU streaming shows. Without further ado, let's run that back. So like I said, I am being joined by two guests today because Matt is at home dealing with a baby that is starting to crawl and is teething. So I don't really know what that means, but if anyone else out there does, you know what he's going through. So I'm here with Kristen. Hi there. Glad to be back. Good job projecting. That was actually really good. And I'm also here with Dylan. Sob checking in. Sob, my SOB. So we're going to... Dylan and I are going to like lean in and hit our yes, heads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're sitting here on our couch in our living room, all facing one direction with the microphone in the middle, like where I am. and With one microphone. With one microphone. And Kristen and Dylan have to lean across me anytime they want to speak. And so we're a little bit nervous there's going to be multiple collisions throughout all of this. Um, but... We're just going to have to see. We're going to start out talking about catching up on what we've been watching. Now, for Kristen and I, a lot of it's going to be overlapping because we watch a lot together. I know Dylan's been watching a lot of animes that he's excited to talk about. <laughs> but do, do you, Dylan, do you watch much alone that aren't animes? No, not really. I mean, because usually I just, if I watch a show, which is not too often, it's usually just an anime someone's recommended. But otherwise, I just watch YouTube videos and like people I watch on YouTube. That's what I mostly do. And these YouTube videos, a lot of them can be long, like TV shows. So it's my, you might as well be watching. TV yeah, a shows. lot of them are like thirty to fifty minutes to even like whole recordings of like streams and stuff. So what animes are you watching right now? Uh, I just finished Mob Psycho, which was really good. Okay, I've been watching Bridgerton with Kristen. Well, we've been watching. Right, we've been watching Bridgerton with Kristen, and um. <laughs> That we still have two episodes left, but it has. I've really liked it. Have you liked it? Yeah, I mean, we can't say too much because Dylan still hasn't seen it, and so I don't want to give anything away. But I will just say that they just really play with you this season, <laughs> and just they like knew they know what the first season was about, and they like took that and took your expectations and are just playing with you the whole season. Yep, yep. It's like teasing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it's been really good, and um, we were able to f start watching Bridgerton because it's hard to watch multiple shows at once, and Kristen and I finished watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the most recent season, 
and that show continues to be like the best written show that is on right now so yeah because it's the writers of gilmore girls Mm -hmm. too and just they're so good at writing fast dialogue and mm-hmm. and it's interesting and it sounds so natural mm-hmm. and the actors also say it say the lines so well it just feels it just feels real it, and yeah, authentic it, yeah it feels so real and the thing that's also impressive with marvelous mrs mazel is that a lot of times the scene that you're watching is all in one take so you have sometimes up to 5 or 6 actors speaking at a hundred miles an hour all on top of each other coming into the scene going out of the scene and after like a full five minutes you're like this has been one take the whole time with no cuts and I just can't imagine how much fun it is to be on that show I love that show so much so yeah Bridgerton Marvelous Ms. Maisel those are two good ones we also watch Demon Slayer with Dylan which is good sometimes <laughs> It has its high points and its low points. That's all I'll say about that one. Yeah, I've been enjoying Attack on Titan more. I wish that they just released the last part of the series so that we could know what happens and not have yeah. to wait. Because they split up the last season into two parts, or is this going to be the third part now? This will be the third part. Jesus Christ. So they took the season, they said final season starts, we got that first part, and then we had to wait months and then the second part came out, and it was like, we're ending well, it. Well, you guys had to wait months. Others had to wait, I think, over a year. Oh, so okay, like, yeah, because we started yeah. it later. And so this you know, final season, part two, comes out, and it's like, this is the end, this is the end. And then right before the last episode, they announced, no, we're, we're going to do a part three. Which, if the other people that had watched it when it was airing had to wait like over a year uh, they already said it's, it's like 2023, so it'll be about a year at least. But, I mean, Attack on Titan, at least for me, is the only, like, I'm glad it didn't end because there wasn't enough time, and it is annoying, but thank God it wasn't another anime, because I don't think I like any of the other ones enough to, like, wait. not be pissed about it completely. Yeah. I'll wait. They'll, they'll do great. They, I don't think they've ever done bad since season two. So, yeah, anyway, <laughs> have you guys been watching anything else? No. No. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> Surprised you didn't hit faces on that one. So yeah, so then we can just breeze on through because there is there is another thing that you guys have been watching, True. but you didn't mention it because... No. <laughs> oh God, we've been watching Moon Knight and that is the newest Marvel TV series on Disney+. Plus. It is. It was created by Jeremy Slater. The directors of the series were Muhammad Diab, Justin Benson, and Aaron Moorhead. Uh, it was starring Oscar Isaac, May Kalamui, Ethan Hawke, and, and more. There's a lot of voice acting in the show as well. And just to give a quick overview of what it is, it was, it was a six-episode series, and so a lot happened in it, but a really bare-bones explanation Probably long-winded, you know me. Also, prepare for spoilers. Like, from here on, if you haven't seen Moon Knight, I'm spoiling the whole show. We're going to spoil the whole show. So just don't listen to this if you, you know, want to avoid spoilers. The main character of Moon Knight has disassociative identity disorder, which is like having multiple personalities. And the two personalities we mostly follow are Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. 
Mark Spector is a mercenary that has made a deal with an Egyptian god called Khonshu to be his human avatar. Therefore, he deals out Khonshu's vengeance as the Moon Knight. Meanwhile, his other persona, Steven, works in a museum gift shop. Both personalities are at odds with each other as they become embroiled in a deadly conspiracy. Over the course of the series, they team up with Layla, an archaeologist who is also Mark Spector's wife. Mark doesn't want to endanger her, but Stephen likes her and wants her to help. They face off against Arthur Harrow, a religious cult leader that wants to bring back the Egyptian god Amit so she can exact her judgment on humanity. Basically, you die if she sees that you will commit a crime in the future. Throughout the six episodes, Mark and Steven learn to understand each other and work with Layla and Khonshu to defeat Harrow and Amit. The very end of the show reveals that Mark and Steven have another personality named Jake that is much more dangerous. So that's a that's kind of a bare bones. It was actually a quick explanation too. That's new for me. So obviously much more than that happens, and I'm sure that we'll like get into it. But overall, what did you guys think of the show? I really enjoyed it, and I won't get into the rankings yet, I assume, but I I loved it basically all the way through. Like I was really like looking forward to it coming out each week and seeing what happens next. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't mind-blowing, but I'd want to watch it again because I feel like the first like couple episodes, you were pretty in the dark and like didn't really know what was going on. So now like watching the whole thing, I want to go back to the beginning and I feel like I would like enjoy it more when I'm not trying to figure out exactly what's happening. But overall, I liked it and I liked that it took place in different locations than we're used to seeing. Um, I liked seeing Egypt and the pyramids. I thought that was just a cool setting. Yeah, for sure. I also really liked it. These Marvel shows have really been kind of an interesting thing. And I feel like as they've made more shows, like some of them seem much more planned out than other ones. And I feel like this show definitely felt like they knew the whole story they wanted to tell. Whether I feel like the whole story was told in this season, I don't know. Um, And it's kind of up in the air. Technically, they haven't announced a season two or anything like that. So it's definitely, you know, it changes what you may think of, you know, what we got, depending on if they are going to continue it or not. But I, (laughs) I should say, I also can let you know. Just a brief thing about what Matt thought of the show, because I talked to him for a second on the phone. And risking saying what he told me wrong, I'm just going to try to say exactly what he said. He said he felt kind of meh about the show. And that was mostly because he said if what we get of Moon Knight is just this season, then he's very disappointed. But if we're going to get more and they're going to be able to show more of this third personality of Jake and you know, kind of more of the story we didn't get after they won, then, you know, he liked it. But overall, he said it was pretty meh to him. I've always just assumed that all of the shows, like, this isn't going to be the only thing we see of it. Like, especially Moon Knight, I feel like they kind of, like, I feel like it's a good idea to do the origin story as, like, a TV show so then he can show up later in the movies and you don't have to introduce him as much and show his, like, his whole backstory. So with all of the shows, I'm expecting it to eventually tie into the movies somehow. You would hope so. We just don't know. And like, if you look in the behind the scenes kind of stuff, usually they get these contracts 
that span multiple seasons or multiple movies, but Oscar Isaacs was just this six episodes. And I mean, you would think he's going to do more. And he said himself, the reason he did that was because he's already done Star Wars and um, he doesn't like having to be locked down on this big, huge thing that he doesn't know how it's going to turn out. But, um, you know, we'll see. He'll probably, I mean, he'll probably show up again. I'm sure this isn't all we see of Moon Knight. And right now, Matt's probably in his house screaming because he's not able to respond to this. <laughs> well, and even if Oscar Isaac doesn't show back up, we still have Layla. Is I would think that she would at least show up somewhere. Yeah, but then it's not Moon Knight. Like, yeah. you don't get to finish Moon Knight's story. So, yeah, so we all pretty much liked it, except Matt, but he's not here. <laughs> so now we can get into, like, you know, the good, the, the not so good, all that kind of stuff. So the good... I'll start with the obvious, the acting, especially from Oscar Isaac and um, Mae Kalamoy. Oscar Isaac, he was so good in this show. He had to play both Mark and Steven, but in the first episode, let me take you all the way back to the first episode that we haven't thought of in a while. There is a scene where Steven, because he, he switches back and forth, and when he becomes Mark, Stephen blacks out and vice versa. Stephen wakes up and tries to go on this date he had planned, but because he had blacked out, he doesn't realize that he already missed the date and the woman he was going to go out with is angry at him and he's just sitting at the restaurant crying. And I was like, I was so upset. And I was just thinking like, this feels like a real situation I'm watching because Oscar Isaac killed it. And that is a sad scene but he also kills it in the action scenes and in the funny moments and everything. He just felt so fleshed out, and everyone I've talked to is in love with him. That first episode was just pretty depressing to start with. Like, I felt so bad for Steven by the end of it. It just felt like I'm watching this guy just struggling with this thing that he can't figure out. Right. And I just felt for him so much that like I wanted to like reach out and help him myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I I think you guys like really like nailed all the points. He was just really good and in like every type of situation. Like it wasn't like you know he was specifically good with like the sad moments or whatever. It was just like he just kind of molded into whatever like the scene needed, and he nailed it every time. Yeah. And and May Kalamui, who played Layla also killed it because she had this character that that is married to this guy and she knows Mark but then she shows up and <laughs> Steven is who she gets and and she doesn't know is is Mark messing with me like what's going on she's like getting to see this like thing he has like in real time and has to deal with it and figure out what to do and then you know her becoming the the scarlet scarab at the end of the season and her like costume and just how awesome she was i i go into it i don't know anything about moon knight i don't know anything about the characters i just know that moon knight is possibly like marvel's batman in a way because he's all about vengeance and he's real violent and i came away with you know layla who's now another character that i love yeah layla was a badass i mm-hmm. loved how she could stand on her own and fight and she was really skilled and i also liked how she had a little bit of that interaction with steven that where she almost enjoyed seeing this other side of mark that right. she doesn't normally see and i liked that 
to see that internal struggle throughout the series. Right, because she's an archaeologist. And as far as we know, Mark maybe knows a little bit about it. But Stephen, on the other hand, is able to read Egyptian and knows everything about the history of Egypt. Um, And so... You know, she comes into it and he's like, I think he speaks French also. And and she like didn't know that Mark could speak French, which I guess technically only Stephen can speak French. But she gets to like almost fall in love with this side of him that only exists when he's a different person. So, you know, we'll get to why that kind of thing, um, her relationship with Stephen and Mark partially becomes a negative later on for me. But um, we'll get to that. Another thing that I really loved, which Kristen kind of pointed out with how she wants to go back and watch it, but was the way that the plot unfolded. And so you started with this episode that was mostly about Steven and you had no idea what was going on. And then it unfolds a little bit and you learn about Mark and it's like you kind of don't know who Mark is, but Layla comes in to like kind of teach you a bit about that. And you still end the episode like, okay, but what's going on? And you don't fully understand what's going on kind of until all the way at the end. And you still don't fully get all the answers. So the way that each episode just kept you on your seat and kept you confused but interested is, I think, what was really impressive. Every episode ended and I was like, what? I can't wait for next week to find out what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like... Part of it is also, like, of course, like, they probably, like, design it that way so, you know, people keep wanting more or whatever. But I think I've also learned just through, like, watching different shows and movies that I, like, especially like not really knowing what's going on in a show or a movie and, like, kind of having to, like, figure it out along the way. And you almost never really figure it out. But just, like, that feeling of, like being so confused keeps me interested in it and keeps me laser focused throughout the entirety of the movie or show or whatever it is like if you miss a moment you're just completely lost even more than you would be like already i'm glad that you say that because the amount of people i've experienced in my life that are just like you know the show starts and it's like what's happening what's going on oh i have no patience for someone like that so i'm glad that you feel that way My last thing that I wrote for the good is something that Dylan also agrees with and brought up, but the costumes in general were incredible, and and the designs of the the gods that you saw, like Khonshu and Amit, looked amazing. And then, you know, Layla's Scarlet Scarab costume at the end was just phenomenal. I really liked Moon Knight's costume mostly Mark's version of it because it switches and he's got the hood and that looks really cool. But, you know, Stevens is like is like funny, but like Mark's just looks amazing. Yeah, I think I said that Mark's costume is like, in my opinion, the best costume in the MCU. And I still think that yeah. it's just so cool. Yeah. And Layla's was super cool as well. The CGI was really good, too, especially yeah. for a show like the hippo. <laughs> yeah there was a hippo at one point guys <laughs> apparently she's the she's the egyptian um deity that like guides your soul to your afterlife i think it's towerette and but then also kanju and amit they were all just like really cool looking characters which i have a co-worker and she watches all of the marvel things also and she mentioned something to me that i had 
absolutely never thought of, and I just want to share it with you. I was like, man, how cool was it with Amit and Kanshu? She was like, yeah, they had such like sexual tension, didn't they? What? <laughs> Did you guys catch any of that? <laughs> No, I didn't think of it, but I mean, it also could be because they're more like animals and less humanoid. Oh, God. I just love, I just loved the out of context, like out of nowhere, she's like, their sexual tension. But I, I kind of felt like Amit in general just had like a sexiness to the way she spoke. For a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, I think you really had to search for the sexual tension in that one. But when you're watching... Oscar Isaac for so long on the screen, I guess something starts building up. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, guys, this is why I always check off the explicit content warning is just in case we talk about Egyptian god sexual tension. So I'm fine moving into the not so good, but is everyone on board for that? That was a nonverbal yes uh, from both parties involved here. Um, so my first negative, and I do want to start it off with, I think Ethan Hawke was good in the show. Like, I think his acting was good. His character, on the other hand, he was the, like, kind of main antagonist, was pretty boring. Uh, yeah, he was kind of one-dimensional. Right, exactly. He was a, like, religious, like, cult leader, kind of, and... You know, that kind of part, like hearing what his ideologies were and stuff was kind of interesting. But then once you, you know, got that information, he was just the same the entire series. He just always showed up to be like, yes, I'm a cult leader. And in his glass shoes. Oh, yeah. He wore glass, <laughs> shattered glass in his shoes to make himself. It was his penance for his life of sin that he had or whatever. I was kind of expecting something else to happen with that besides like just showing that he's a weirdo, but nothing came back with the glass. It's just showing that he's dedicated to his cause and is actually doing what he believes in instead of just saying it, I think. Because, and at the end, Amit said, you're unbalanced. <laughs> and he was like, oh shit. <laughs> I've been yeah, walking Literally, because there's glass in his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb joke. It would seem to work out for him, though, which I guess also kind of goes along with just, <laughs> like, what's the message there? Like, he he lived his whole life with this belief and then got to the god that he believed in. And she was like, I, I'm, I play pretty fast and loose with my interpretations here. Anyway, um, so I, nope, oh, Lois is now getting involved. I, I actually, I liked Ethan Hawke when he showed up in the, like, mental vision as the, like, psychiatrist more than when he was the cult leader. Like, you got to see a different side to him. I didn't think he really did anything special or, like... He wasn't a bad actor. Like, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't... He didn't really stand out for me either. I just feel like it was more the writing. Like, he could have done more because he was nailing that one dimension. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hope Ethan Hawke doesn't listen to this. I think he's a regular I listener. Mean, I'm the one saying that he wasn't that great that's you're true fine. that's true he was terrible love you love you ethan i found Kanshu to be annoying which may have been on purpose maybe but i felt like him saying things like when when steven took over the body he'd be like oh no the idiot's in charge now like i found that to not really match the tone of the rest of the show like him cracking jokes and like being i don't know just like 
it's almost like Kanshu, this immortal god, was like immature with like dealing with people. I think it was the point, but I do agree that it just seemed kind of out of place. I mostly just didn't like how they did his voice where it, it didn't sound like it was in the show. Like it sounded like it was added on later, which it is, but like they didn't make his vo- like change it or like add any sort of effects to make it sound like he's there talking to them. It just always sounded like a voice laid over everything. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I also thought like I don't know much about like Egyptian mythology obviously maybe he's like just like that like immature or something like that in the actual Egyptian mythology but otherwise I did think it was like kind of out of place and a little like corny at times corny is a good word to use there one of my other negatives I'm just gonna push through right now is Steven crying at the steak restaurant by himself because I don't ever want to experience that again um, yeah, it wasn't bad. Poor Steven. I don't. He's lying. He should he not have that put that in. That was a great scene, and, and it's clearly worked. We see that now. He was a vegan, too, by the way, at the steak restaurant. Anyway. Um. <laughs> it, it ranks <laughs> up next to uh, Lex Luthor alone at his birthday party during Smallville. In Smallville, yes. And then also um, oh, Dare, Daredevil. Daredevil sitting alone on his birthday. So wait, so wait. Balloon. How are we going to rank them, though? Because Daredevil getting yelled at by Karen on his birthday and then being left to sit alone with the balloon she gave him. That was a sad scene in Daredevil. And then we have Lex Luthor as a child in a flashback in Smallville showing him alone at his birthday party because no one came because everyone hated his father. And that's a sad scene. And then we have vegan Stephen Grant accidentally missing his date and crying at a steak restaurant because he messed it up and wanted to be good. How are we ranking these? I'd say Lex, Steven, Daredevil. I find Steven to be much worse than the other two. From top to bottom? Mm-hmm. So the saddest to the... Saw, you never yeah, saw no. Lex. Lex deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a kid. Okay, but Amit says if you're going to sin in the future, then... Oh, wait. So, wait. You you agree <laughs> with Harrow? You agree with the cult? Oh, no. He's on Amit's side. <laughs> no. Was it because you were sexually attracted to Amit? It was the sexual tension <laughs> in that scene. It just got me. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that was a very niche topic that we just discussed. <laughs> but I do have one more not so good. It is... I, I feel like the ending of the show left too much open. And I'm not even saying... If they don't make, like, even if they make a second season, I feel like they left too much open. Because we had everything that happened. We still don't fully understand what was real and what was in his head and what, like, you know, what's the difference between the purgatory that they were in in the mental asylum and them seeing Harrow as a psychiatrist talking to him. And I don't fully understand how all of that interacts. But the thing that, like, bothers me the most is after all the growth they had together and after fighting alongside Layla and defeating Amit and Harrow and everything, the last scene is them just waking up in their apartment alone as if we're just back at the beginning with absolutely no explanation on, like, are is him and Lay- Layla still together? Is he going back to work at the museum? Like... Are they sharing time as Steven and Mark 50-50? What exactly is happening with the rest of their... There was no falling action at all. I agree with basically everything you just said, other than them not being able to redeem it with season two. 
And it's not necessarily redeemed because I still overall really like season one. And I do see that they left a lot of stuff open and some of it does bother me. But I also think that if there is a season two and they kind of delve into those topics, then I'll be fine. Because most of the things that did bother me are things that I feel like are meant to be covered in the future anyway. I I didn't think the lack of explanation at the end like ruined it for me but it was kind of weird having no falling action it just it seemed like they kind of ran out of time but also the episode was short so i I feel like they could have taken at least a few minutes just to show a little bit of what mark and steven are doing now yeah name a more iconic duo mcu and running out of time in the last episode. MCU TV shows. MCU TV shows and running out of yeah. time. What I was thinking is, speaking of things that we didn't get answers to at the end, I want to know things like this. I want to know what you guys think, okay? So earlier in the season, you know, what made Steven cry at the steak restaurant is he missed his date with the woman that worked at the museum. And the woman said, like, oh, are you ready for our date? And Steven seemed confused, which leaves you, you open to, oh, he Mark maybe asked her out. Which then kind of makes no sense, because Mark is married, and he doesn't really want to deal with Steven. We learn that there's a third personality at the end. All three of them have different accents, so kind of ignore the fact that the woman that he asked on the date wasn't confused by the accent change all of a sudden. Who the hell asked her out? I almost think, like, this sounds stupid, but it just has to be Steven and he forgot. Like, <laughs> I think that's the best explanation because anything Steven, else is just, like, why does not Steven, make sense. Why did Steven, a vegan, ask her out to a steak restaurant? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make sense because she should have either noticed the difference in accent or maybe it's Jake and Jake has, has a really good fake British accent and he's just fucking with him. That could be it. What do you think? I'd probably lean mostly towards it being Jake because we just haven't really seen him. Right. So we don't know what he's capable of. And like you were saying, I don't think it was Steven since he's a vegan. So and like that was just one of those things that they kept doing throughout that were hinting at a third personality because things weren't adding up. Well, and I think it also kind of goes along with like, I think they were trying to leave seeds of you can't really trust everything going on. There's going to be moments where, like, kind of like Dylan said, like, he could be misremembering what happened because of how crazy his, like, lifestyle is. Okay, so yeah, so that's that's all I have. Do you guys, did you guys think of anything during all this or you want to move on to ratings and stuff? I mostly just wanted to add, which I kind of mentioned already, that I just, I enjoyed the little hints to the third personality. Right. That we were talking about the whole time, like, through the show, well, after a few episodes, that it's like, okay, there's a third one, right? Because he, you would see those shots of him coming to, and he had just, like, completely destroyed and murdered everyone. And it was like, okay, that probably wasn't Mark or Steven. Right. So who was it? Right. Because Mark, like, for the most part, avoided killing people. And Steven, for most of the season, couldn't fight. So, like, it couldn't be either of them. And I want to throw out there another positive that I forgot. So clearly this third personality is just a an unstoppable killer. And so it was really cool to have that normal Marvel final battle where they're fighting the bad guy. 
and then the bad guy got the upper hand and then Mark blacked out and everyone was dead and like they won. Yeah, that was awesome. It was so cool because it completely subverted the normal like final battle because you didn't get to see how they won. And then obviously they show you in the after credit scene, he's got a third personality, which you assumed. And then Layla immediately gets herself out of the place she was stuck, even though she was struggling for like 10 minutes. Um, so anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah, despite them having no falling action and not addressing some things, the last like 20 minutes of that episode was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Even if it did bleed into the CGI characters fighting each other thing that also plagues every third act of a Marvel movie. As Kristen pointed out, the CGI looked great. Yeah, at least it's not as bad as DC. And the third, th- there was a shot where you saw Amit and Kanshu fighting each other, and then it like pulled back so you could see Harrow walking towards Mark with like them fighting in the background, and I was just like, these people know how to shoot this stuff. It looks amazing. Um, so yeah, so let's go into ratings. So out of five stars. How would you write the whole series? I'll start us off. I think I think I would give it like I want to give it something between three and a half and four, but we've never really done that before. Uh, so I'm going to go with four. I'm giving it four stars out of five. I, I liked it a lot. Looking at my list of ranking the shows that we're going to talk about in just a minute, I think I'm going to have to give it a three and a half. I think I would also lean towards a four. The thing I have trouble with is rating it as a Marvel show and then rating it as a show. Because mm-hmm. as a Marvel show, I understand that it'll probably be referenced and things will connect to it and more might happen with it. And that makes me lean almost towards like a 4.5 because I really liked it. <laughs> but then just as a show, it's no higher than a four. Yeah. So there you have it. I almost don't want to ask, would you guys recommend it? It's a Marvel thing. So like if you watch Marvel things, yes. If you don't, you know, sure, try it out. But it's kind of a weird place to start. But it is also fully contained. So like you don't really have to have seen any other Marvel stuff to watch Moon Knight. You just might like seeing all the other stuff too. It was good though. So now let's move into all all of us ranked um, the Marvel shows that have come out so far uh, to kind of show, you know, what we liked versus what we didn't like. Weird way to say that. I'm sure we liked all of it, but, um, you know, what's better than other stuff in our opinion? So the six shows that have come out in on Disney Plus in the MCU are WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. That was all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the shows that have come out thus far, and so now we'll rank them. So I was thinking we'll all say what our sixth is, all say what our fifth is, and we don't have to go too in-depth, but maybe like a quick thing of why it's there. Should we all say the sixth one at the same time? Uh, okay. <laughs> one, two, three. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> all right. I said, what if you both said Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I went back and forth on this Same. a lot. Yeah, this was more contentious than one and two. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it was just as contentious yeah, for no. me. But I, I agree. But uh, I picked what if because I don't want to say because it was a cartoon show because I actually like cartoons. It was more that like it felt very repetitive. Like 
each episode, it was an anthology, so there were different stories, but you started getting the hint of, oh, they're just showing us the same movie we know, but they changed, like, three details. And so it just started getting, like, okay, okay, okay. And the end of What If rocked, but it couldn't overcome the repetitiveness at the beginning to me. You talking about it is kind of making me want to put what if in, <laughs> at the last spot again. Well, just you haven't you haven't heard me talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, hold on, but, let, me, let me come in. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also wasn't crazy about what if, but the ending was just so good. That's the reason why. It got number five for me. Is it your number five, Dylan? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, yeah. we know all our five and six. Number point. five yeah. is Falcon and Winter Soldier for me, so we, like, kind of did a flip-flop yeah. there. Whereas I put Falcon and the Winter Soldier at six, which I didn't want to, but just comparing them to the other shows, I just, I felt like I had to. Because um, it was just kind of middle of the road the entire time. There yes. was never, like, a point where I was, like, really wowed by anything i thought they ended it really well strangely probably one of the best mcu tv show endings was falcon and winter soldier but boy were the first five episodes snooze fests yeah i'm Kristen said exactly what i was yeah. about to say where i feel like falcon and the winter soldier was consistently subpar the entire time basically <laughs> you like, sound almost mad a word for it forgettable <laughs> But what if had some bad episodes like the the Agent Carter one with her taking the super serum instead yeah. was just Captain America as Agent Carter. Like nothing changed basically. And there were some times like that where it was just boring. But it had way higher highs in my opinion than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like the zombies episode? That episode was terrible too. I do. <laughs> I just want to say real quick. They are giving zombies its own show, so get ready for yeah, that. I can't believe that. But I do want to say um, that I really liked the character development in Falcon and the Winter Soldier with for like sure. like the main characters with their side characters, like Falcon's sister, yes, and um, and and Winter Soldier, Winter with Soldier with Falcon's like, sister, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and with Falcon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like those small moments, I really enjoyed. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know the joke going through the MCU to this point is that Bucky, the Winter Soldier, is in love with Captain America, and honestly, it's not even a joke. Like I feel like they almost played it that way, and so now you get to see, oh, he could be in love with another person in the. Uh, mcu and that's great yeah. or he's just and, a great friend oh that's true it's true <laughs> there was some sexual tension between bucky and falcon when they were on that boat yes there, it was a lot of like we're working on this boat <laughs> and we're liking it anyway <laughs> anyway best part of the show <laughs> so our my, our number four i almost feel like should we say this one all at once no. but who knows all right well my number four is hawkeye mine is also hawkeye Mine is Moon Knight. Damn. Criminal. Now, let me... If Amit was real, Kristen would have been dead for this years ago. I will say, I had a, I also a had a hard one. time with three and four. Okay. So, <laughs> I didn't have as much trouble with three and four. So, for me, I picked Hawkeye, and it was hard. Because I feel like now we're getting into, like, there was good stuff in all of these, no matter what. And I thought Hawkeye 
his relationship with Kate Bishop and like, you know, that kind of team forming was great. I've, but I found quite a few other things in the show to be a word for it. Underwhelming, especially Kingpin coming in because that was like a big thing that I was excited for. And then he was pretty, like I said, underwhelming. And so it was really Kate and Hawkeye held that thing down and nothing else really stood out to me. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it for what it's worth. Like right. it, it was not a bad show by any means. Right. I just liked the other ones better is what it came down to. And you can say you don't like Hawkeye. <laughs> no, Hawkeye was great in it. And <laughs> I'll I, say I don't like Hawkeye. <laughs> says the one that put Moon Knight for number yeah. four. Are you kidding me? <laughs> in a word, criminal. <laughs> but yeah, I I really enjoyed um, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop specifically in uh, that show, obviously. My three is Hawkeye, and so I was really struggling of where to put Hawkeye and Moon Knight because I feel like I, I enjoyed both of them pretty equally. But when I was thinking back, I thought of Yelena and Hawkeye, and that just put it at three for me. Ah, okay, yes. Yelena was very good, and I am kind of upset that I didn't just mention that because <laughs> her and Kate, again, like they had great chemistry and you know she was just hilarious Florence Pugh is so good as Yelena number three for me is Moon Knight and I feel like I'm just gonna say it's everything we just talked like you know my thoughts on Moon Knight it just didn't hit the top two for me mine is WandaVision wow man that's criminal (laughs) yeah why'd you pick WandaVision I mean so WandaVision of course was also great amazing i'll say yeah say whatever you want yeah i mean it sucked (laughs) Um, but it could partly have to do with the whole experience because i know especially like when you guys talk about wandavision you talk about like looking forward to it every friday i think it was and like getting takeout and stuff and like i get that for sure and that's kind of how i was with moon knight okay yeah but with wandavision i watched the entire series the day of the last episode okay i had not watched any of it and then i knew the last episode was coming out and a lot of people were excited about it so i watched the entire thing and i also like you you can't really say this because every marvel show the ending was rushed but i don't know something about wandavision just felt particularly like it was hurried up yeah but yeah it was still great but it's my number three Uh, So, like I said, Hawkeye was my number three. You know, I loved Yelena, and then I also really liked Kate Kate Bishop. I'm not a huge fan of Hawkeye, and, like, (laughs) I know, like, Marvel has really tried to, like, bring him back around, but they just, for me, they messed his character up so badly in the first time he appears that he just never really came back for me. I don't also know if it's just I'm not crazy about Jeremy Renner or what, but... Damn, just um, throwing Jeremy under the bus immediately. <laughs> She's clearly never I, heard I his really music. <laughs> enjoyed Kate and Yelena, and that's why it made the number three. Okay, before I say my number two, I'm almost, I really, really, really wrestled with this. And there's a chance that I think my number two is actually the best show, but that nostalgia weighs and stuff. And so... My number two is Loki. Mine too. Mine is Moon Knight. Right, of course. Um, So, like I just said, I think Loki might be the best show they've made so far. It just, I mean, every episode, it nailed it. And 
pretty much every character I liked. I don't think there was like ever a time where I was like, all right, move it along with this part. But now you know my number one is WandaVision. And, and kind of like Dylan said, there's already like a nostalgia to it. There's like more from outside the show that I, I associate with WandaVision. So I chose Moon Knight for my number two. And I just partly could be because this might be the first one where every week I watch it the day it came out. I might have done that with Loki. but And Hawkeye, maybe. Maybe, yeah, and Hawkeye, but... You forgot about, I forgot Hawkeye. about Hawkeye already. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so it could be partly that. But I also just I thought everything was super cool, and I've mm-hmm. always liked mythology. So yeah. that being tied in, I also thought was really cool, and I enjoyed all of that. Sorry about Lois, by the way. She's very <laughs> opinionated right now. So yeah, overall, I just really enjoyed it above the other ones on my list, but not above one. I also chose Loki for my number two. And I'm really having trouble remembering the show right now because it was so long ago at this point. But I just remembered that when we were watching the show, I felt like I wasn't like as excited for each episode as I was for WandaVision. I did really like the female Loki. What was her name? Sylvie. Sylvie. I liked her a lot and I thought she was really cool and I liked seeing all of the different Lokis. But it just didn't really hit it for me as well as WandaVision did. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean, Sylvie, Loki, and Loki, their whole chemistry just really hit really well. And so that that's why it really gets to number two. You got Owen Wilson in there and just a really coherent story that felt really original and interesting. And, and that's why it makes it to number two. And I would love to watch it again. And we have a confirmed season two for that one, so... That's exciting. So I guess we've made it to our number one. I was just going to add real quick because I realized I should also probably say some positives about Loki instead of just saying (laughs) why it didn't get number one. (laughs) Um, And it's that I really liked the world they created for Loki. The TVA. Yeah. And like the whole like retro style of the show. It just had a really cool feeling. Yeah. The directors and writers really crafted something there. And I love that you said... I wasn't as excited week to week as I was with WandaVision as if Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't between those like that. Oh, that like throw that in the trash. It's just funny how like much anyway. Well, don't throw it in the trash, but it just wasn't nearly. It wasn't bold and brash. It belonged in the trash. (laughs) No, No. that's joking. Anyway, we're at our number one. So for Kristen and I, it's WandaVision. WandaVision. I even, we recently, as you guys know, Matt had a baby. I got a vinyl player. Obviously, Kristen got the vinyl player. We we live together. And we have the vinyl for WandaVision. And um, that's how much we liked the show. It was week to week, getting dinner. Yeah, and we've also seen a lot of the shows that they are referencing in yes. WandaVision. And so it was really cool to see them do the different styles. And nail them. Yeah, and make the song for each week. And so, like Dylan was saying earlier, Cody and I watched it every Friday when we came when it came out. And there was a new restaurant that opened near us. And so, we were getting that restaurant. New restaurant. New show. It was Wanda. It was yeah. giving Twilight Zone, I Love Lucy. It was the end of the week. like Modern family. Everything together made it like so exciting to watch the show every time it came out and 
let me just say, if, if I can, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. I think that's just kind of... If she could just be in everything, I'd be fine with that. Yep. So anyway, Dylan, what, what shit do you have for number one? WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> no. My number one is, as Cody said, the best show, Loki. And I guess that's all he has to no. say about it. <laughs> what you guys said before, obviously, like the whole world was super interesting. And I just feel like from beginning to end, it hit every episode. And I just enjoyed it the most. By- I shouldn't say by far, but I really enjoyed it the most above the others. And just the overall impact in the Marvel Universe too, like the scale oh, and true. how it delved into the like really like what this next phase is going to be about just also made it even more interesting to me. You know, up next coming out yesterday, it came out <laughs> Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. We're going to get to see how the multiverse really expands going forward in the MCU. I'm very excited about it. I'm sure... You guys are too, but that's it. That's our podcast. This was actually a a much beefier podcast than I expected it to be, and it's totally going to be a bitch to edit, and I can see that. So you guys can catch us on Instagram. Let's run that back. Our email address is letsrunthatbackpod at gmail.com. Do you agree with our list? Do you not agree with our list? Do you guys think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the best? Maybe don't email us, but I'm just kidding. You should email us. And also, if you, you know, want to recommend anything for the podcast, like tell us what you think about it, definitely email us or rate and review it on whatever you're listening on, if it gives you that option. I think Spotify doesn't let you rate podcasts. I don't, I don't really understand that. Our website is letsrunthatback.com. I'm Cody. I'm and I'm Kristen. Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. And thanks for being here. And thanks for listening. And that's about it. Later, Gators. <laughs> I guess no one's on the joke at the end. Later, Gators. Gators.